The Book of Ether tells the history of a covenant people led by a prophet. These people came to the Americas long before Lehi's family's arrival. Who were these people, and what became of them? Let's look between the lines. This is Between the Lines of the Book of Mormon, and we're your hosts. I'm Jay Harris. And I'm Andrew Harris. And we invite you to join with us today. Andrew, today we're going to talk a little bit more about the contents of the Book of Ether. The Book of Ether is drastically different than any of the other books in the Book of Mormon. Yeah, it's almost a completely separate book than the Book of Mormon. That's really true. It's different because this is not a story of the Nephites and Lamanites. This is a story of an entirely different group of people. Who were the Jaredites? Jared was the leader of this group that left around the time of the Tower of Babel. They weren't descendants of Joseph. They weren't descendants of Abraham or Isaac or Jacob even. No, they weren't. And this was hundreds and hundreds of years before Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. There were descendants of either Japheth, Ham, or Shem, one of those. But we don't know which one. We don't even know that. That's right. We don't even know which of the sons of Noah they were descended from. At the time of the Tower of Babel, they split off and the Lord directed them. Did they observe the law of Moses? No, they didn't. They didn't even know about the law of Moses because Moses wouldn't come around for a while after that. I'm sure, though, that they had some kind of laws and commandments. We're not even sure what those were. We're simply not told. That's right. They were a religious people. Yeah. But an entirely different background than the Jews or the Nephites. Yeah. They estimate that it was about 2,200 years before the time of Christ. So, okay, 2,200 years. We're not even 2,200 years after the time of Christ. (laughs) That's right. So it's further back than we are from the time of Christ. So they were commanded to cross the ocean. Which ocean? (laughs) We don't know. (laughs) We're not told. We just know that they crossed an ocean. Jared and his his brother. His brother and their family. And a bunch of others. (laughs) Yeah. We don't know how many. Yeah, it might not even have just been their family. Maybe there were some friends and relatives. I think it probably was friends and relatives. They made a harrowing voyage across this huge, foreboding ocean. Yeah. Almost exactly one year after they set sail, they arrived somewhere on the American seashore. The scriptures tell us in Ether 6.18, they, quote, spread upon the face of the land, and they did wax strong. Yeah, really strong. So they began to (laughs) spread out all over the American continent. And you think how many there could have been. 2,200 years. They had the opportunity to grow and spread across the Americas. Yeah. It's very possible that these men practiced polygamy. At this same time throughout the world, polygamy was pretty common. The husbands may have had several wives or even concubines. One of Jared's sons had 31 children. Yeah, that's a lot for one woman to have, if it's possible. My grandmother and your great-grandmother was the 18th child of 18 children, and I think that's almost unheard of. That's crazy. I'm always grateful because I think, aren't you glad they didn't say, well, we've had 17, that's enough. Yeah, no, we wouldn't be here. (laughs) We wouldn't be here. Yeah. Well, this son of Jared had 31 children. This is in Ether chapter 7, verse 2. And then we read in Ether chapter 6, verse 20, 
Now the number of the sons and daughters of the brother of Jared were twenty and two souls. The number of sons and daughters of Jared were twelve. So even if these men were monogamous, they still had huge families. Yeah. And it didn't take very long for these large families to begin to migrate across the land. From east to west and north to south, the descendants of this ancient people had almost 2,000 years to multiply and spread across North and South America. Yeah. It's interesting what the Lord prophesied to Jared's brother when he talked of this people. In Ether 143, he said, There shall be none greater than the nation which I will raise up unto me of thy seed upon all the face of the earth. So this was a huge population. Yeah. The book of Ether ends with the written account written by a prophet named Ether, who told the history of his people. And Ether told of a great final epic battle. Millions of men, women, and children were killed in that devastating conflict. And we're not just talking about thousands. We're talking about millions. Yeah. That's a (laughs) lot of people. Yeah. And he talks about two million people dying in this battle, and they went on fighting and fighting and fighting until there were two left, a man by the name of Coriantumr and a man by the name of Shiz. And then these two men were so consumed with hatred for each other that they wouldn't stop fighting until somebody was dead. Finally, Shiz was killed, and Coriantumr was mortally wounded. He then was discovered and spent some time with the people of Messiah before he finally died. But that supposedly was the end of the Jaredite nation. See, and I I have a hard time believing that all the people that had spread out over North and South America all gathered into one spot spot. to have this battle and all killed each other and wiped each other out completely. That seems a little off to me. Reading between the lines again, it's probable that there were unaccounted for Jaredites who lived on. Yeah. It's almost impossible to imagine that every one of these people was killed. Yeah. I mean, they had spread out all over the place. And when you consider the span of history, the territory involved, and the immense population of this people, it's hard to believe that they were totally wiped out in one final bloody battle. Yeah. Ether believed yeah. that yeah. he was witnessing the final annihilation of his people. And from his perspective, it was. And maybe everyone he knew were killed in that battle. You know, and it's a really interesting fact that Ether indicated that all of these people were killed. And it's, it's very possible that he felt like he was the very last person living on the earth. <laughs> I know. He might have really thought that. At least there's no indication that he knew anything about the Nephites, the Lamanites, yeah. or the people of Mulek. Yeah. And when he saw all of these people dead, he probably thought, the world is ended. <laughs> yeah. It's over. With the very limited communication and the difficulty in traveling conditions, it's easy to understand how people could be unaware of entire other civilizations. Yeah. We live here in Idaho, and There's a couple million people that live in Idaho. I mean, even if all the people of Idaho gathered together and had some big battle, there's still all these other states. You can't tell me that everyone in New York or in Florida were all battling too. Like, you wouldn't even know if you were here. You couldn't be able to record that history. I don't think there's ever been a war fought 
where there haven't been some people who said, I refuse to fight. I'm yeah. not going to participate in this. The cause is not justified enough that I want to participate. Yeah, there's people who would have their children's lives and their spouse's lives, and, and they would consider those things higher than whatever battle was worth fighting. So they might have fled. And war is chaos. Yeah. Communication during those times were at best rudimentary. Unaccounted for cousins who were yeah. off in some other places continued to thrive. Since the time of that final great battle, an additional 2,000 years have passed. We know that the people in South America and North America and the people that were here before Columbus, when the Europeans came, apparently there were diseases that just spread throughout North and South America that just a lot of people wiped died. out tons of the people. So there were a lot more people than, than there were after that time. That's right. The researchers indicate that there were roughly 116 million people, and that was before Columbus came, but by the time Columbus and his men came in contact with all of these inhabitants of the New World, diseases began to spread among the people, and it just wiped out the people so much that there were only about 8 million left. 116 million down to 8 million. Yeah. Wow. So that would be about 96% of the population. Today, it would be interesting to find out if it were possible, how many of the indigenous people of both North and South America could trace their bloodlines back to their original Jaredite forefathers. Yeah. They are not <sighs> descendants of the House of Israel. Yeah. Well, and like you said, we can't. If it were possible, that would be great. I don't think there's any way to know. We do know that mm -hmm. if these people are not House of Israel, they would not have Israelite DNA. Yeah. Nevertheless, even though they're not House of Israel, these are a chosen people who come from a religious background. There are a lot of parallels between the Bible and the Book of Mormon. Yeah. The Bible, for example, is a record of a chosen group of God's children in a very regional spot in the world. Yeah. It's not the history of Asia and Africa and Europe. Yeah. In a similar way, the Book of Mormon is not the record of the entire scope of North and South America and all of Central America. And now, as church scholars do further research, they indicate that we know that there are Lamanites who are still here who will receive the gospel. But these people may also be Jaredites? Yeah, some other source, maybe. The world basically teaches that some people came over from a land bridge from Asia, and they were just kind of this random people thousands of years ago. But it's nice to know that it wasn't just random. It wasn't just a coincidence that brought those people here, that they were led by God as a chosen group to come here, and they were led by a prophet. While they didn't have the law of Moses, they made covenants with God, and they were what we'd call a covenant people. All of that is absolutely true, and it's interesting to speculate. But in the end, it doesn't matter who your father is or what tribe you might be a descendant from. You can be a descendant of Joseph Smith, or you might be a descendant of Attila the Hun. <laughs> it doesn't matter. What matters is how you're willing to live your personal life and what covenants you're willing to make with your Heavenly Father. If you're willing to be obedient then you automatically become part of a covenant people with all the blessings of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast today. 
We hope it's been an inspiration to you. Next time, we'll be talking about the visitation of angels. What sacrifice do you have to make in order to have an angel appear to you? We'll discuss that. Until then, enjoy your reading.